Hello, and welcome to Evolving Consciousness, the podcast where you discover more about the invisible world of energy, consciousness, spirituality, and all the things that help you create your dreamiest life and business yet. Here's your host, Stacey Hartman. Welcome, everybody. There is a lot coming through for today for all of you, even more dropping in still this morning, which is usually how this goes. So what you are going to be diving into with me today is the 11 metaphysical ways that you can ramp up your vision to turn it into your reality ridiculously fast. This is such wild stuff. Like I've scraped the surface of this in previous courses with my private clients, even free masterclasses, but we're going to take it really deep today. I mean, these are the little tiny nuances that change everything for how to actually create a vision and watch it materialize right before your eyes. So uh, that's what we're going to be diving into. It's a big one. I will actually be bold enough to say, if there is one thing that will change everything for you for the rest of your life, it's learning how to master this skill, learning how to take energy and translating it and refining it and attuning it to watch it turn into matter. It precedes everything. It precedes the pathways for the most effortless ways for you to get your message out into the world. It is the thing that amplifies every single effort that you are putting forth in growing your business, expanding your business, scaling your business. When you put this behind it, it's like a, a, a train pushing your vision out into the world and finding the path of least resistance and dropping it into your lap. So this is the foundation, the crux, the bottom of everything that we are doing if we want to leverage the limitless power of energy and consciousness and not only rely on our limited human effort alone. So that's really what we're talking about here. So how did this masterclass come to life? I literally fell off the face of the earth last year. I closed everything down. I stepped completely into spaciousness and openness and being 100% guided and really going into a deep void many times. I did not have a business last year. All that to say, I still had a business. What I mean by not having a business was I did, I didn't work more than four hours a week for the entire year, except for one little course that I did in February, March called Prosper. That was the only real marketing and showing up and being visible that I did in an entire freaking year. And then I got the guidance. It was time. It's time to come and reemerge with a more powerful message, a more potent message with deeper spiritual gifts. And that time was just time for me to get reacquainted with who I am and what I have to share with you and how I can make a contribution to the whole and how I really can unleash my deepest and greatest gifts. So this led me to actually revisiting a practice that I started in 2019 uh, around vision journaling. And I went into that journal and what I found was everything that I wrote from 2019 to 2020 manifested. Everything that I had desired was my current reality and my life. It gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. I mean, things like that to me at the time I was writing it was unfathomable, was like, whoo, this is a stretch. And as I revisited that vision journal, I noticed certain themes about how I was doing my visioning. And I started to reverse engineer the specific aspects that I believe allowed me to create everything I created. 
And, you know, the egocentric things, how to align your energy with really cool material stuff. Like some of the things I manifested is we remodeled our entire home and I paid cash for it. And this, as I was rereading my journal, it was like, this is the home I live in, filled with beauty and spaciousness and not cluttered and fully supported with having help in every single area of my life and in my business. I manifested a car. I didn't even know it was the car I wanted. But man, because my vision was so crystal clear, I knew the purpose, the truly aligned intention and purpose for having a real fancy car, what it was really all about. And it wasn't for show. It was for amplifying my values around a feeling what I know about myself to be true. So I'm dropping already little clues about some of these little visioning hacks. Everything that you're visioning is simply just an opportunity to amplify what already is, to amplify your values, to amplify what is the truth about who you are, is that you are whole and complete. And if you are whole and complete, what do you want to experience? So that nothing that you're trying to envision is to fill some place of lack or to make it feel like, like once that is there, then you'll feel whole and complete. That's the foundation of visioning. And that's when you really click in and lock into the quantum field where all of these possibilities are already alive and well and waiting for you to pluck them down. I manifested, this is new. Some of you have been asking me about this. I manifested a book deal. It is just launched as of December 13th. I'm not saying much about it because frankly, I'm a little embarrassed with the cover. It was a done is better than perfect sort of situation for me after going through the book writing process for a couple of years, I manifested a book deal. And when I say I manifested a book deal, I mean that I received an award from Hay House as a runner up in their writer's contest and now have a hardcover copy of the genius and the wisdom that wanted to pour through me. These are just a few little examples of the life that has been dropping forward for me because of the process I'm going to be sharing with you today. So that's why we're here is like once I realized like that there's actually structure behind the things that I was doing and the things that I've been teaching clients all the way through. Once I realized that I knew like the whole world has to understand this. Everybody needs to know this. Like what actually is possible for our world if people truly understand and grasp this incredible power that they have to create their reality. And that's a lot of the messages that have been coming through the Evolving Consciousness podcast is just how if we could just truly understand our power to create our reality, what is the bigger picture? What does that actually mean for humanity? That means that we stop interfering with everything and we instead of trying to fix and solve everything we actually just focus on the fact that everybody has access to this same power and that our role is to role model and template and to show people how to access it and how to tap into it so we're going to be going into 11 of these juicy little nuances hacks ways to get your energy fully engaged into your vision in a way that it is possible for it to manifest ridiculously fast the very first one is the future you principle. I have a very simple question, and this is really, again, where to start. Like when you sit down to put pen to paper, where do you start? And actually, even before I say, where do you start? 
the other question is where do you start and when do you start so before i even get into this very first one the future you principle i want to say the most impactful time and this probably isn't the first time you're hearing this the most impactful time to do this is first thing in the morning and so if i get really practical with you i literally keep my phone right on my nightstand and i'm i've trained myself i don't do it every day <laughs> In fact, I didn't do it at all last year when I was in this void. And I realized after reading the future self envisioning journal, the reason why I didn't journal last year and do this process is because I had no desires left. And I was at a place of such deep detachment. There was nothing else I wanted. It had all manifested. So I was like, well, it was just like a blank page for an entire year. And now I'm kind of ramping it back up again. So the best time is in the morning. So like create a little ritual that just even, and I just want to say like, because I know so many people, when I start talking about this, they're like, but I want to make sure I'm getting it right. These hacks are going to support you in ensuring that your energy is aligned with the action so that the potential for it actually really doing magic in your life is extremely high. And also there are no rules. You're going to uncover, like, these are just what I've discovered in working with my clients on this and working with myself on these. You're going to discover your own unique little hacks and ways to really tap into your vision. And it'll all make sense by the end of our masterclass. So future you principle, here's the coaching question that immediately gets you to start to put pen to paper. The question is, if everything that you wanted already were your reality, who would you be being and what would you be doing? And you write that story. That's literally what you write. I'm doing this and I am this and I'm this person and I have these characteristics and you write it as if that is your current reality. So this is the future you principle. You literally sidestep into a parallel reality, which does already exist in the quantum field. And you imagine living that life and you start writing out that life. And the same is true. Like that can feel really large when we're like, if you had everything you ever wanted, who would you be being and what would you be doing? You can also say, if I had a full coaching practice, if I had a wait list of clients wanting to work with me, who would I be being and what would I be doing? And you get really crystal clear on that question. And as you clarify that question, now, not only do you write about it and really vision about it and really clarify that vision, it's just an entry point. These are all just angles to enter in to this visioning machine. So this is one of the angles. First thing is getting pen to paper. But then it's also moving through your day from that place. So that also means like I assess every little thing in my day to day against that future vision. If I already were where I see myself going, how would I be approaching this? If you already were where you see yourself going, how would you be showing up on social media? How would you be showing up in your business? How would you be coaching if you're a coach? How would you be everything in your life and then start doing and being that. This is how you collapse time and you bring that parallel reality of what you perceive to be the future into your current present reality. So this is the future you principle. It's the, the crux of, of all of it. When you start living, being, breathing and doing as though you already have the thing you desire, it becomes your reality. And so I want you to think about right now how you're showing up in your business and, and the actions you've been taken, taking more recently and really assess for yourself. 
is are you approaching these actions and these activities as the person you are today or as the person you see yourself being once the goal is already accomplished so now i want you to imagine like think about the power and the impact that comes from that if you if this isn't pretending this isn't pretending this isn't acting as if this is knowing this is like knowing without a fathom of a doubt, like knowing for certainty the truth, which the truth is all of these realities already exist. And this is using the inner senses to know this and perceive this as opposed to the external senses of taking what you're currently seeing as the reality of what is. And it is the, the biggest mistake that people make is really everything that we are seeing with our physical senses right now is just a printout of our past thinking and belief framework. So that's the time lapse in this 3D reality, the time-space continuum that's a little bit slower than in the higher dimensions is the time lapses. It takes time for that belief framework to create the physical material reality. And then by the time the physical material reality shows up, we treat that as though that is the reality. And then we keep recreating that same reality over and over and over and over again. And then we wonder why nothing's changing, even though you maybe are working your butt off, you're doing everything right, you're following all the strategies, all this stuff to the T. But the reality is, is it is impossible to create the future, the de future desired outcome from the belief that this is your current reality. It is absolutely already limited, cut off at the knees. You cannot create a future new reality. You might get glimpses, but it will not be sustainable without sidestepping into that version of yourself. That is the first metaphysical way to ramp up your vision. So let's go into number two, power words. There are very specific words that set up your ability to really embody this future you principle. So the power words that I use over and over again are I am, I am, action word. I am living a life of simplicity. My home is like I am. It is. It's all present tense. The other power words are I love. I love that people are reaching out to me and wanting to connect. I love connecting deeply and sharing powerful wisdom with my community. I love hearing its impact. I love, I love, I love. I am, I love. Another one is the word now. Everything is happening now. Money is coming to me now. Abundance is finding me now through many channels. I am so surprised. I am so shocked at how incredibly blessed I am. I am. I love seeing the unique ways money finds me. I am. I love now. As soon as you start really feeling it and seeing it, then as you're overwhelmed with appreciation and gratitude, I found a lot, like I wrote, thank you, thank you, thank you, like moved to tears. It was so real. It is so real. And it's so real because it is real. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate this. Thank you for showing me. God, universe source, thank you for showing me this powerful way to co-create with you. Thank you for showing up in my life. Thank you for the synchronicities. Thank you for the guidance. Thank you for the abundance. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for the freedom. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am, I love, 
It is coming. It is here now. There is this and more now. And another power phrase to add on to this is, wow, in a place of once you get into the thank you and the appreciation and the gratitude, get into that from the place of that, not from a place of lack. Wow, wow, wow. And how can this be and get even better? I know you have more for me. Wow, thank you. How could it be even better? And that starts to unlock a new elevated vision to now start going back into the future you principle and some of these other uh, ways that I'm going to be sharing with you. Now, as we're talking about words, this is actually how this masterclass was created and everything I've created. I find a word like the word one. This is the one masterclass. It's a simple word, one. Why does it feel so powerful? And for those of you that came across it, one with it all is the name of this masterclass. One with it all. Do you know how much time I spent infusing my vision and energy and everything into this title? That is what's making it magnetic, not the word one. One could be interpreted in every single level of consciousness and energy, but what I made that word mean using the power of my mind infused it with everything. It holds all the energy and it's one word. It's loaded with intention. Imagine loading when you do these processes, loading every action, every word, everything you do with that much intention. That's the level of power that I'm talking about. Power, personal power, power to co-create one with God universe source. So huh, that was number two. Number three. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, this is a good one. The pull the thread process. <sighs> so again, I've heard over and over again from clients that they know that this process of putting pen to paper, writing and speaking your reality into existence works. We all know that. If you're here, you are already like far above the masses when it comes to consciousness and energy. And you've heard this and you know this, yet for some reason we still don't do it. And I'll tell you why I believe that is. I don't do it every day and I didn't do it for all of 2021. But the reason is, is that as soon as we have a blank slate and we don't know where to start, it stops us in our tracks. And if we can just start, then it just seems to flood out of us. And we just need to be able to start. So most of what I'm sharing with you guys are just places to start because I know once you just start getting pen to paper or mine is uh, Google Doc, Stacy's Musings and you know thumb to phone, whatever. Once you start, it's like once you just get the first couple sentences, you get into an energy and it just, it all just floods out. So these are a lot of these are just like how to start so that once you start, it can do that. So this entry point is to insert yourself into a natural scene of your everyday life and, and imagine it has transformed into um, a new scene. So when I say pull the thread, it's taking a normal everyday occurrence but then grabbing that part of your life and unfolding it into the future vision. So that sounds kind of confusing. So let me share an example with you. I actually, this was one of the ones I just did in the last week. I did a vision writing around my email list and I just wanted to play with this pulling a thread. But I was like, so I haven't looked at my email list in a very long time, but it's something that I know how to do. So the vision started with, I opened up my computer 
typed in convertkit.com, logged into my account, and bam, I couldn't believe what I saw. And I created a whole story around the vision I wanted to see, not what's actually in my ConvertKit account. I don't even know what's in there and I don't really care what's in there because that is irrelevant. What's relevant is what I believe is in there and what I know is in there and what I see is in there. And it's so synchronistic. So I literally just wrote that. This is just another example. Like I literally wrote that like three days ago and one of my very good friends, um, who's got, who's just like amazing strategic tactic genius when it comes to online marketing. One of my very good friends, she was doing a little tutorial for her clients and she's like, she popped open uh, an old bot list and she's like, what? Oh my gosh, there's 21,000 people in here. I had no clue all these people were interested in receiving my message. And she literally mirrored the exact vision that I had created and written in my visioning exercise like two days later. So there's these little synchronistic clues that it's like, oh my gosh, I literally just got to witness somebody else having the experience I had in my own imagination two days earlier. And it's like, it was so real. It was like, I totally know how you're feeling because I just had that happen too, but I didn't really just have that happen, but I did really just have that happen. So that's the pulling the thread. Go into anything like, you know, I used to do manifestation rants for, elite private clients. And it would always start. Oh, I just opened my eyes. Oh, today's the day. You just grab something like anything that's like normal. And then you pop your imagination and sink it right in. I just opened my eyes. Oh, I just remembered today's the day. Today's the day I'm doing the visioning masterclass. Today's the day that more people discover how powerful they are. Today's the day. Oh my gosh, it's today. Boom. You're right in the vision. Wow, I can't wait. When where's the coffee? Da, 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 da. You know, oh, and then afterwards, wow, I was so surprised that people started reaching out. People were like, that was really impactful. You create the whole story and the whole vision, boom, you've got your experience from for your vision locked in in this day. Okay, number four, the wow method. The wow method is again another angle to get you started in this process. If you're waking up, you know, in the butt crack of dawn and you're like, my brain's not working yet. It's good. It's not working. You don't want your brain working. Your brain works against what your imagination is going to do. We don't want the brain working yet. So that's so we just need to have these little entry points that get us moving. So I already kind of alluded to this a little bit, but the wow method is to get into an emotion of shock, excitement, uh, curiosity or uh, gratitude. And so it's like the wow method is to be able to, I even started and start many of my entries with, whoa, you're not going to believe what just happened. I just had, and now I'm, so I'll start with, whoa, wow. Like I get into that emotion of like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe it. And as soon as I get into that emotion or I'm like, or curiosity would be like, huh, I wonder what wild things are going to happen today. And then sometimes when you ask that curious question, the imagination will pick up, especially if you use a word like wild or bizarre or different. Again, that's the power. If we go into power words, there are just certain words. And this is a little copywriting tip too, to make it even more practical. There are just certain words that elicit emotion. And when we can elicit the emo emotion and start writing, we're starting to bring our head and our hearts 
and our emotions all on the same page. And we'll talk more about like why that is so important in a little bit. Number five, the in rule, in rule. This one's really quick, really simple, but, but so powerful. One of my, and it actually was like totally illuminated in the last couple of weeks with one of my private clients uh, and really nailing in his vision. So the in rule is when you are doing your visioning and when you're writing out your vision to ensure, to make sure that you are in it and not observing it. So a lot of times when people start doing visioning, they are watching the story out here like they are in the theater. And we even hear that, like, watch your, you know, watch the story out here as though you're in the theater and you're watching it. And what you want to be is you want to be the actor, like you are in it all the way. So it's an ability to really see yourself in the entire picture, experiencing the entire picture and, and not just watching it from afar, not just being a lurker in your own vision or a stalker, but being fully in it and fully invested in it and fully experiencing it. Uh, and this actually ties right into the next one, number six, which is the sensory advantage. So the, re the reason why this one's after being in it is that once you are in it, one of the ways you can get fully in it is to start to engage the rest of your senses and not just what you are seeing. So our imagination is really good about seeing the pictures, but then the rest of us is usually not picked up. Like, like, what am I feeling? What am I smelling? What am I hearing? And we start to bring in this sensory advantage that fills in the details of the picture. And the more the picture feels real, so real that you're like, am I there right now? It's like virtual reality in your mind. The more that it feels real, the more you are locking it into the quantum field and the order is being placed. So the sensory advantage helps you get there. So this weekend, my son, my younger son, um, we were heading off to one of his basketball tournaments. And, you know, we always have these pep talks, like, how you feeling, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I feel good. I feel really good. And I said, have you done any visioning yet? You know, I love that. Like, I mean, the stuff that you guys are here learning, like you can teach your friends, your family members, your kids, your clients. That's the ripple effect of when I said everybody in the freaking word world has to understand that they have the power to do this. And when they do, I'm kind of a dreamer, I guess. But when they do, we will live in a fucking utopia. There will not be conflict. There will not be, because there'll be no need for conflict because all conflict comes from, I'm on another rant now, all conflict comes from a, a belief that something outside of you needs to fulfill or be different in order to have a certain experience. When we realize and recognize that we can create every experience first in our imaginations and in our hearts, and secondly, in our actual real reality, there's no need for us to create harm on other people. It doesn't need to exist. Like, so that's my bigger vision about this. Like it's one thing and it's super fucking cool to do this for your business and to do this to have a crazy, cool, juicy, amazing human experience. And it's a total another thing. Again, this is the projector in me. If you broaden that out and you imagine that every single soul actually understands this, this is why I taught students and kids in high school, because I knew that if they could understand this as our future leaders, that everything could resolve itself, that energy self-organizes. And so, yes, it's super cool to be in our beautiful human ego, 
beautiful human ego and have these desires for our own life experiences and also to recognize that when you do this and when you master this, that is your contribution to the whole, that you are now aligned with the energy that absolves and eradicates catabolic energy for the rest of the world. I say this all the time in the book, Power Versus Force. He talks about if one person were resonating at the highest level of energy 24 seven, which is impossible because then you would be 100% spiritual and not 100% spiritual and 100% human. And we're still live and breathing. So we're still human if you were forgetting that for a second. But what he says is if just one person were at that 100% spiritual level, it would counterbalance the catabolic energy negative energy of the entire world. That's how powerful high frequency vibration and consciousness is. That is why we are here today. That is my mission. And I will speak this and preach it and soapbox moment it until the day I die, because there is nothing else that I believe in the world can actually create and evolve us into this next experience of harmony and love and joy and abundance and all of it. Okay, so, ooh, oh, I was talking about my son, Tate. So we're on the, in the car when I said, you get to teach everybody this. We're in the car and I'm like, so I know, you know, like reading close, like it's a long car ride, two hours. And I'm like, have you, have you done any visioning? He's like, mom, I've already done it. And so then I brought in this sensory piece. I said, Okay, he's a projector as well and also verbalizes a lot and needs to be heard, seen, and recognized because that's like his mojo. And so I said, oh, take me back. What were you hearing from the crowd? And this is the power of like being able to work with clients and, and people more personally is I can stretch their vision with my coaching questions. And those of you that have coaching skills, like what a gift for your clients to literally spend entire sessions getting their head and their heart completely locked in to a vision that you can feel it's locked in order is placed. I can't wait to watch this thing happen because it is guaranteed. Like that's the reality. So, so yeah, so we started flushing it out. It's like, what are you, what are you hearing from the crowd? What is that clapping sound like? Are you hearing any voices? We brought in the ears. What are you smelling as you think about playing hard on that court? What are, what, are you, what are you smelling? It's like sweaty kids. What are you feeling? The sweat drip off my forehead. All of the senses started broadening out his entire vision. It's one thing to picture for him to picture himself shooting threes or driving to the basket and making a good layup or, you know, having an assist or um, defensively, you know, getting some. It's one thing to visualize those desired outcomes. It's a total another thing to incorporate the rest of the senses into the vision as well. All right, so let's go into number seven. Number seven, I gotta give a huge shout out to Kalina Spesova. I don't even know if I'm saying your last name right, Kalina, but it's called the Golden Ratio Equation. So this came up in one of our conversations where she shared, we were talking about visioning and all the juicy stuff about visioning. And she's like, you know what I heard once is that if you envision the day after receiving an incredible manifestation, it's somehow connected to the golden ratio or the Fibonacci sequence, that it's like mathematics to be able to go into the day after. So you go back into your normal life after the manifestation happens and you visualize that next day, the next day after you get your new SUV or the next day after, you know, you're like, holy crap, I'm on a wait list. I can't take any more clients. You go to the next day and you start to visualize that next day. One of my, one of the favorite pieces of wisdom that came to me was that 
when the ordinary feels extraordinary and the extraordinary feels ordinary, that's when you know you manifested. That's when you know you did it from magic, from pure co-creation, masculine, feminine, integration, magic. So think about that. When you are doing this process, the things that you experience, just like what you've already witnessed with me when the light started coming in here, that was extraordinary. That was the most beautiful, amazing, incredible experience. It was extraordinary. And it was so ordinary. A flipping cardinal flies by my window and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like moved. Like you can even feel it probably in my energy as I'm talking about that light. Like it's extraordinary. It's so little and so ordinary and so every day. And when you are doing these processes, or if you're Canadian processes, when you're doing these processes and you're visioning in this way and you're locking it in, when the manifestation materializes, it feels ordinary. It's not like, holy crap, look what happened. No, you already had the extraordinary. Now it just feels normal. And unless it feels normal, like what, like surprising, spontaneous, yes. But if it's like, I can't believe that happened then it's coming from a different place. It wasn't actually coming from the laws of how energy turns into matter. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, and, and this is where it's like, I remember that one of the very early years in my business. And I remember saying, once I have a $20,000 month, I'm going to go buy my dream car. And because I was subconsciously doing a lot of this process before I even realized it, when that first $20,000 month happened, it felt so ordinary. I didn't have any desire to go buy my dream car because it was just like, it was like, oh, look, a $20,000 month. Like it was nothing. And so even when I went back to reviewing like everything that I had written over the past three years and I was reading it, it was like, huh, this is my life. And everything that I wrote that I would feel, I was feeling and the feelings were abundance, joy, freedom, but it wasn't ever the manifestations that brought it. I was already feeling all of that before the material showed up. And so this is where, so long as like, that's the dark side of desire, whatever the desires and why this process brings you into alignment with the desire and taps you into the quantum field is that the dark side of desire is coming from, this will bring me this experience and I can't have this experience until or unless I have this thing. And it's like, that's not true. That's not true at all. That bird or that sun gave me as much an equal amount of joy as sitting in my car and turning it on and hearing the engine roar and going zero to 60 in three seconds. That bird brought me just as much as the car. It didn't cost a thing. So until you can reconcile and experience the ordinary as extraordinary, and the extraordinary as ordinary, when you have those experiences, you got it locked in. It is done. And now let's go into the advanced. The first advanced one I want to share. It's not going to be too foreign to those of you that have done the Unleashed experience, but it's, there's a little twist to it here. The multiplier effect. This is where you actually, in your vision for yourself, you are simultaneously visioning for others. This is group intention in your visioning practice. 
So for example, this is you as you are envisioning, I'll use filling up your coaching practice as an example, or filling up your business with clients and customers. As you are envisioning having a full client customer load for yourself, when you also bring in envisioning their experience, the ideal perfect outcome for them, you multiply and amplify your vision times infinity. This is one of the things that I observed, and this is really like all of you here are deeply, everybody that I've ever talked to that is attracted to these messages coming through me are very purpose-driven. You have a knowing that you are here to do something really impactful, like impact, like you are here to create incredible impact. You also want to create incredible wealth and abundance. You want to find the pathway to the both and, which is what everything I teach is like you get to have both and rec reconciling both and you don't have to compromise one for the other. You care that you're heart centered. You care. You actually really care about people. And this is a journey that I've been on in my own business. When I first started my business, I did a lot of online marketing stuff where it was all about conversions and numbers. I built my list to 20,000 people. I've since emptied that entire list out to just core people that are interested in my message. Like, and everything was like <laughs> conversions, numbers, uh, stats, like, and there wasn't a people aspect to it. And I'm sure all of you have followed or been a part of different programs where you could feel that. And so when you are using the multiplier effect, you are bringing all of the humanness into everything in your business. You're tr like truly why you are doing what you are doing. And some of the visions I've already shared with you, it's like everything that I'm envisioning for myself. When I, when I, I actually shared the email list vision with um, my mastermind yesterday, um, the mastermind that, that I'm running. And when I did that, what really stood out was how much of that vision, like 80% of it was for the people on my list, not about the list itself. It was about, and I alluded to that already, it was about how they feel when they receive my emails, what it does for them, how connected we are, how they see themselves in me, how they're realizing their power and their potential, how they're tapping into their ability to co-create, your ability to co-create. They are you. I am intending for you, for my clients, for everybody that I'm coming into contact with all the time. They, that is as much a part of my vision as anything that I desire. I'm intending for my kids and my desires for them. And that is like, it, when you bring in the energy of giving, it is, everything changes. And you are piggybacking it onto your own desires. It's just a beautiful, like, synergistic relationship energetically. Same thing, I didn't do visioning for this masterclass. I already knew everything that was gonna happen, so I didn't actually physically have to put pen to paper. But the same thing, it's like, just really, I'm you're calling people in energetically because it, your heart is all the way in it. You're like an open book and just willing to serve and to give and to experience the impact that it has. Many of my clients, if, if you're new to this group or if you haven't checked this out, in the guides part of our pro, in, of the Facebook group, the free Facebook group, many people have shared what has happened. They created that with their power, but I will tell you, I saw it all for them too. So their hundred thousands in 30 days, their 70,000 in one launch, whatever it is, 
the physical material manifestations. I saw it for them before they might have even saw it for themselves. I saw I see it for you before you even showed up in this masterclass. And I don't even know who the heck half of you are, but I see it for every single person that touches my, my, my message, the message coming through me. I see the impact it's having for every single one of you. And I'm intending in that, in my visioning over and over and over again. It is so freaking powerful and good. And again, the key here is, is the intention behind it. I'm not doing that so that I get what I want. I'm doing that because it feels good. So this is a very advanced process. I mean, talk about like being able to be in your desires and what you want, whether they're egocentric or not, while simultaneously, it's such a both hand, simultaneously wanting it for everyone. It's so expansive and so abundant. And that's the language of God universe source. That's the language of the quantum field. Okay, number nine, mini visioning process is remembering that when you are going into your vision journal, it's not all about all the big things. It's also knowing like you can vision every little detail of every single thing in your life. If you are looking at your calendar for the day and you're like, I have a meeting. What if my, if, if everything happened back to the future you where we started in this meeting, what is it that I desire to have happen in this meeting that would be the, the biggest desired out? Well, like, what is the desired outcome of this meeting? Start writing it, start stepping into the future. Imagine it's the, now we can bring in the golden ratio. Imagine it's the day after the meeting and you're reflecting back on the meeting. What happened? Do a little reflection. Oh my gosh, what happened was this and that. And I showed up powerfully and confidently, articulately. I was able to express myself in a way that people understood and heard me. People loved the ideas I was sharing. And in fact, the ideas were so great. They were actually the same ideas that they were having. And we felt like a team and it was super collaborative. Paint the whole freaking picture. Tell the whole story about that meeting that hasn't even happened yet. Any little thing you want to create a vision around, the process is the same. There's no difference in doing this. If it's a thing that feels bigger to you, it doesn't mean you have to do it more because it's so much bigger. Remember, in the quantum field or Gus, God, universe, source, there's no big, small. There's no hierarchy. There's no judgment. That little tiny thing that our human is judging as something small is massive in the world, is just as massive as the big thing that you're judging as big in through Gus's eyes. And so a big part of these processes is to align with God, universe, source and how God, universe, source sees the world. Because when we start seeing the world through the same lens as God, universe, source, then we're, we're in the infinite field. We're in infinite intelligence. We're in the quantum where all possibilities exist because that's where source lives. That's home. So the more that we see the world through the lens of source, the more we are tapped into the quantum field. And so that's why, again, this multiplier effect works so powerfully. The mini visioning process works because it's like there is no small and there is no big. One of the analogies that came up in a coaching session not too long ago about this is if you think about like it goes a little bit even back to some of my biblical experiences. If you think back to like and being God's children, I laugh because it's like it's funny how it all just kind of 
comes around. But um, if you think about like being a parent, for those of you who have kids, it's like when, when your kid's in kindergarten and they bring home their first art project, how do you respond? Are you like, that's no Picasso. That's just a little, that's just a little stick figure. No, you're like, oh my gosh, look at you go artist. So then when you manifest or create a little um, like, uh, like for me, like a feather on my path, God is up there saying like, oh child, look at you, you created that. And then when I create paying in cash for hundreds of thousands of dollars of home remodeling, God's like, oh child, look, you created that. Same freaking reaction. That's why the mini visioning process is so powerful because there is no hierarchy through the lens of God, universe, source. Okay, number 10. Oh, and this one's so good too. Timeline jumping mechanism. Oh, timeline jumping mechanism. This one is freaking gold, just like all of them. <laughs> That's how Gus sees them all too, right? Timeline jumping. So this one's really interesting. This is one that actually uh, was birthed, created, came to me in the last month and a half. And one that I use particularly as a coach and with my clients. And what's really cool about this one is that when you can deploy it, and I also use it to create manifestation rants, and I'll try my best to explain how I do it. But when you deploy this one, not only can you lock in your desires to the field and have them manifest, also it brings massive clarity for anything that you are unclear about. So here's how it goes. We will say in coaching sessions, we're going to jump timelines. Like I say, we're going to jump timelines. Bring me here. And it is basically, it's like a staccato, like scene switch. We're taking a, a desire and we're inserting, I, I help my clients insert themselves into different timelines of the desire. And it's finding the entry point that can be a little bit tricky because every client's entry point based on that bullshit mindset piece that can pop in when we're visioning where our mind's saying bullshit, that's not true. I don't believe it. It's not believable. It's not convincing. So we got like many different entry points we can enter into a vision from different timelines. And so, for example, one of the most impactful places that I've found to bring somebody into a timeline that they have believable energy around that their mind does not say bullshit is I'll use business as an example is I will project. I'm going to get a little, this is going to get a little interesting for a second. One of the things, one of the mistakes I see most entrepreneurs doing is they focus so much of their attention on what the deliverable is and what they're going to offer and how they're going to work with clients. And then when they are like, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to do and who I'm working with. And then they forget that there's like the whole rest of the business. And they just spent like months unfolding how to create a certain program and outlining all the program, forgetting like, you still don't have an audience. You still haven't let anybody know you're in business. You still like, there's all these other things that like would have to happen before you even have a client enter into this program. Right. And that's probably one of the biggest disconnects in my role as a lead. When I was a lead trainer with IPEC and a business mentor for IPEC, specifically working with new coaches, it was like, there was always like this, we call it the glamorizing child archetype. Like it was all glamorized. Like once I know my program, then people are going to want it. And it's like, it just doesn't work that way. 
Like there's so much more that goes into this than that. So, so then this timeline jumping, what I'll do with people, because that's such an easy entry point for them. Like I actually leverage this shadow archetype of the glamorizing child where like, they're kind of just naive, right? They're like naive, like this is what it's going to be. And, and then they kind of forget the rest of the picture that they can create visioning and manifesting around. Like they forget oh, I, oh, people have to find me. And like, and so then the vision should, could also be like the mini visioning, right? Like, oh, people are coming out of the woodwork and they're finding me and my following is growing. Like all of that stuff, part of the vision too. So what I'll do with people is I'll harness that glamorizing child shadow archetype in the moment and move them into a visioning process because I'll be able to say, wow like what a program and they're like i know it's awesome right like their energy is totally ramped up and excited and feels totally aligned with the program and i'm like let's jump timelines and i want you to go to the end of the time of working with them and i want you to imagine and i i set the scene like i'm like a freaking script writer or something i want you to imagine you're in and i create some random scene because i know that my clients can all use their imagination well i want you to imagine that you are at a conference and you're in the hotel lobby and you catch a glimpse of that client and you run over to them what is the first thing they say to you oh my gosh i can't believe you're here and what do you say back and we start to insert that part of the vision and creating the story there and then once that feels kind of locked in and i'm and i'll i keep expanding i bring in the sensory experience i'm like and when you look into their eyes what are you noticing Oh, they look at peace. They look incredible. And how does that make you feel? I just feel so lucky that I was able to help them. You know, and we just, we coach around that entire vision. And then once that vision feels kind of complete and they're like, yeah, that's like, that's real. It's locked in. And it was an easy entry point. Then I say, okay, we're going to go ahead and timeline jump again. I want you to go with this person to the first day that they started your program. What are they saying? How are they feeling? Oh, they're feeling really nervous, but excited. <laughs> okay. And what are you feeling? I feel confident. I feel like I like this program is like stellar, really cool. Awesome. And, you know, and we just flush out that part. And then I say, okay, we're going to go ahead and timeline jump again. I want you to go to, and this is like, so usually it's like going backwards. And the reason why it works so powerfully backwards is because there's the glamorizing child, but it's also most of you are really visionary. So you actually see the other vision and then you try to build your businesses and you go back to the beginning and you're like, okay, what's my first step? <laughs> and it's like blank, like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm so confused. I don't know how to get there. What's the how, how, how? Oh, let me consume all these courses and all this content and try and figure it out. The thing, the way it works for visionaries is you go all the way to the end vision and you step it back and then you step it forward. Then you don't have this whole confusing thing and lack of clarity and mumbled up mess. So, so I actually take people through this visioning process and we write the entire story all the way back to the present moment. And what happens and what was happening for the, my clients in this mastermind was they got so much clarity. They're like, Oh, I know exactly what I, I know exactly how I want to market. I know exactly how I want to show up. I know exactly what I want to do. Okay, cool. Now you can do it. Now you can take the action that is actually fully aligned with your heart's desires that you already created. The picture feels really good. You already envisioned the entire path. It's already locked in. Now it's just a matter of what's your first step. Oh yeah. And then the energy is not like, Oh, I got to do this in order to get this program filled. No, now it's like, I, I get to do this. 
the energy is pulling people forward as opposed to people pushing it and trying to get to the end result. So timeline jumping is super cool. And again, the key is to insert yourself somewhere along the timeline that then you can jump back and jump forward. So again, now I might jump people back and then I jump them forward. Okay, now I want you to imagine it's two years after you ran that program and a lot has changed. And you're kind of thinking about everything that's changed since you did that program. What's different? And it just starts unlocking more desires, more secret subconscious ways to plug in to the quantum field. Okay, number 11, the anti-affirmation hack, aka Sezigi. The Sezigi method is, it was a massive program that I did for about 65 people about a year and a half ago is when we did this program. And I was teaching a lot about Sezigi. It is by far the deepest, most impactful, powerful, energetic coaching process I have ever discovered has ever been given to me. It defies almost everything. If you, if you are trained as a coach, it almost defies everything that you were taught about the coaching process and flips it on its head. Like it's the Costanza method, like basically do the opposite of everything that you've been taught to do and watch people fucking explode into the ethers of the quantum field. So this anti-affirmation hack, AKA Sezigi, is exactly the tactic that you use when that ping pong game of your mind saying it's bullshit is happening. So here's how it works. The ping pong game is because like when your mind is like says an affirmation and your mind is like, no, that's not true. And then you're like, yes, it is. You get into an argument in your mind and the, the higher part of yourself is like trying to convince the doughty part of yourself that it knows what it's talking about. And yet the reality is the fact that this higher part of yourself is trying to convince the lower part of yourself to get on board. It's already aligned with the doubt. And so it's just all this wasted energy that just like keeps you decoyed and distracted from aligning to the quantum field. It is the trickiest, most brilliant way our mind keeps us safe, protected, uh, comfortable uh, and in consciousness maintenance. And it is natural. It is default. It is our go freaking to. So, I mean, how many of you experienced that? Where you're like, I'm trying to muster up enough belief that this other voice shuts the heck up. And it doesn't matter how many times you say an affirmation, the voice gets louder. And then it's like, ugh, like, you know that you're not aligned. You know that you're not aligned with the desire. You know that the order hasn't been placed, but you're like, what the freak do I do about it? <sighs> you do the anti-affirmation hack. You do Syzygy. This is so freaking powerful. Your suffering, all of your suffering, isn't all of your frustration, doubt, confusion, when I say suffering, all of your catabolic experiences, isn't because of the experience. It's because, it's because of the negative experience. It's because you're judging it as a negative experience. That's what's creating the internal pain and incongruence. So how we manage that is to just accept that what this voice is saying is 100% true. It is true and this is true. 
we move away from the either or and reconcile it into the both hand. And so I actually, much of my coaching now is the Syzygy method. And when people come to me with a limiting belief, I'm like the bitchiest coach in the world, but it freaking works. And it, I want to caution you here. It doesn't work if you have an ounce of or a sliver of judgment in your being about your client. Like you have to be so energetically attuned and clear and aware to be able to actually do this, to be able to create the entrainment of the power of how this works. So it's a great practice for you to start with for yourselves and really master for yourself before trying to bring it to clients, which is that was what the Syzygy full program was all about was teaching you how to really do this. Because if you aren't energetically attuned to this process, then it can be very harmful and painful because then people are in training and amplifying their self-judgment based on your energetics of judgment as well. And your energetics of judgment can be around the client or it also can be around yourself and whether or not you're doing it right, right? So, so it's very webby <laughs> when it comes to energetics around Syzygy. So, so where I spend a lot of time with clients and where I really like, I mean, this is like mastery level coaching beyond mastery level coaching. I've gotten so attuned to this realization. A client can come in and be like, oh, I'm just not feeling motivated. And I'll say, so what? You're not feeling motivated. What are you making that mean? Well, it means I'm never going to get anywhere in my business. Okay, you're never going to get anywhere in your business. Then what? And then can you see that there? So they come with this thing. I'm not motivated. The not being motivated is not the thing asking for healing. The judgment of not being motivated is the thing that's asking for healing. And most of us are trained or we just haven't gotten to this place yet in our ability to to done enough of our own work really to get so freaking comfortable with our shadows and to come into such radical acceptance of the parts that we judge in ourselves like that's really the work to be able to do this with clients is that ability to recognize like that all if we were to help like typically the pathway would be a client comes this was my pathway for the first nine years i coached client comes i'm feeling really unmotivated i coach them all around that decoy of their desire to be more motivated i found a shortcut you guys in anti-affirmations. The shortcut is the minute that they radically accept that they are unmotivated, they become motivated. It's the weirdest thing. The minute that they come into radical acceptance of the thing that they are judging themselves for, they get access to all of it. They get to, to recognize I am unmotivated and I'm motivated. I am sucky and I'm fucking amazing. I'm all of it. You are an infinite being, you are all things. And when and so what happens in this process when clients all of a sudden get to this place where they're like in radical acceptance of the thing that they were judging themselves for which is the highest levels of consciousness i mean it's not like it's really easy to accept ourselves when we're giving ourselves a pat on the back but can you accept yourself when the ugliest version of yourself comes through that's freaking magic that's unconditional love that's the seventh level when it comes to energy that's the highest levels of consciousness not when you feel really good about yourself, when you aren't judging yourself. It's when you feel really good about yourself, when you're judging yourself. So this is the, when the mind says bullshit, to be able to be like, it is bullshit and actually really know it and believe it and accept that it is. And here's another little thing that helps us accept both ends of the spectrum. 
It's only when we are in radical acceptance of the opposites that the greatest potential for all possibilities exists. When we are only in acceptance of half of it, we only have access to half of the possibilities. So the analogy I use over and over again when I talk about Syzygy is the greatest potential and possibility exists in an empty house when it, there is nothing. And the minute you start moving stuff in, AKA judgments, this is good, that is bad, you, the more you move in, the more you cut off potential and possibility. And so this anti-affirmation and radical acceptance of its opposite gives you the greatest potential for all of it. It's, it's, it's in the nothingness that there is everything. And the Syzygy process is literally the death of the ego in that moment. And I would go so far as to say, I know this, and this is a very bold thing to say, there is no conscious choice in anything unless you have fully entertained and radically accepted the opposite thing of your desire. There isn't. And this is like what is driving me bonkers in the world right now, because I frankly have no interest in anybody's opinion about anything unless they can also express that they have swung the pendulum in both directions and came to a conclusion for themselves. Because if they haven't fully embraced and accepted both sides of the spectrum, they are simply making a choice to confirm their existing bias and to lock up more of their shadows, which is more of their gold and more of their power and more of the potential to create. And I am unwilling and not available to pretend that people think they're making a fucking conscious choice. Because unless they have experienced the full gamut of accepting, and I do this a lot with money, I say, the minute that you can radically accept and realize that you have everything living in a cardboard box, that you literally still have laughter, joy, love, freedom, expression, connection, you have everything that you think is gonna bring, that you think having this will bring you. Is it what you'd prefer? No, there's a difference. But it's only through the radical acceptance of this that you open yourself up to the potential of this. And most people are playing right here. They're like, I want this, I want this, but I keep hitting the ceiling. I can't get any further. You wanna go further? You gotta go into the darkness. You gotta go all the way back, baby. Cause that's the momentum to swing you up here. So I wanna just wrap this up quick. Everything that you learned in these 11 metaphysical hacks Every single piece of them is to create head-heart coherence. Those of you who are Joe Dispenza fans, you know that if you get into the full emotion of the vision, that is the locking it in and placing the order to the quantum field, to source. And there's a whole nother thing that happens after it's locked in, like a whole nother set of you know, ingredients after it's locked in that starts happening in your life that for those of you that it's taken a long time for things to manifest, the more that you can, this next phase, which is like, this is the manifestation kind of process, this next phase, the more that you can embody the next phase, the quicker you collapse time. 
So what happens is like one, there's this phase one of mastering visioning and getting it locked in and making sure the order is placed. And that's the head heart coherence. That's the visioning machine. And all of these ways are ways that you can do that. And then there's the next piece of once it's locked in, then what do you do? Then how do you move through your life? And then it's those two pieces working together, which is this constant masculine feminine interplay that creates, that births, that transforms energy into matter. Every single one of the things that you learned today was how to get into head heart coherence, get the order placed, lock it in and allow it to be received. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have an amazing rest of your week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and your contribution in raising your own frequency in the entire collectives. For more resources and bonus material, check out the link in the description of this episode. Until next time, happy manifesting.